And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. That's right, it's Oscar weekend, folks. And this is the big Spikes Car Radio Oscar show. Woo! Just kidding. <laughs> We're not going to do an Oscar show. I'm uh. just going to turn that off. Um, I'm here at uh, in Brentwood with Johnny Lieberman. Hello. And uh, I'd like to do an Oscar show. It would be good, but I don't even watch the Oscars anymore. <laughs> and I'm kind of in that business. I, I haven't seen, I think I've seen one of the movies, two of the movies that are up. I've seen quite a few of them. All right. Well, like, you know, maybe one, everything, everywhere, all at once. I saw that. I saw that one and All's Quiet on the Western Front, which I would give right now, I would give everything to that movie. That was good. I saw the other one, uh, Triangle of uh, Sadness or whatever. Triangle uh, of Sadness. Quite, quite good movie. <laughs> that's, that's my kind of film. I don't remember that one. What else is up? What what else would we vote for in this? Oh, the whale, <laughs> the whale. Uh, every you know, you talk to people about any of these movies if they happen to have seen them, and they all say the same thing. So when you ask someone about the whale, they go, "It was okay, but I cried at the end, and I cry, I cried a lot." And you know, I I don't know. Say, this every time I ask someone about it, they say that. So I don't have to watch it because I know what my experience will be. Right. I've I've just heard that it's like mean to fat people. It seems to be the big knock again. I don't know anything about the movie except uh, that guy. What's his oh, name? Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser. Yeah, gained He's, some weight and then wore like a lot of prosthetic and I think neck. It wouldn't surprise me if he won. It sounds like he did an amazing performance. Sure, but do I need to? I don't need to watch that movie. Do I? You need to watch the Triangle of Sadness. That's that's good. what's that about? The folks living on the uh, the the yacht there. That that commentary on the rich. Yeah. yeah, but but again, I I think I saw the message of the movie in the trailer. No, <laughs> it's really, it's really, and, and there's a lot of vomiting in it too, oh, right? Vom- you would love Dr. I, no, no, love, I would not like the vomiting. The vomit, it's it's vomiting and feces. It, it, I've like- said this before, Johnny. <laughs> this is the kind of viewer I am, and I've always been. I like to prepare my dinner. I like to get in my living room that is made into a screening room, and I like to eat. And watch ah, okay. watch well written, well produced, well directed things, gotcha. or South Park, some one of those, <laughs> just fun stuff, right? Well, I don't, I don't. Here the here's the list of things that I don't need to see. I don't need to see people urinating. I don't need to see feces anymore. I mean, after Caddyshack in the pool, I get it. That was it. They did the joke. Hold on. I don't need to see women giving birth anymore unless you've got a fresh take on it somehow. Do you see what I'm saying? Like if it's over your shoulder it's on not, your computer? It, it's no longer... <laughs> that's right. My office. It's no longer edgy to me to do any of that stuff. I don't need to see heads blown off. I, I just, just tell me a good story. I'm mostly with you except for... The scene where the feces and the puking is happening is wonderful. That is not something. It, it, the movie's watch. basically there's there's three parts to Why it. Why are we even talking about? I don't want to hear about it. There are folks they don't want to hear about urine and feces. I'm right just now. saying there's this. The Zuckerman's not even here. And look, look at where we're at. It, <laughs> I'm here. It's because of you. I don't even want to talk about the Oscars. I want to talk about cars. And I'll tell you my big Oscar plans. I do uh, have Oscar uh, plans. I have right? no plans. Go ahead. And the folks listening know that my day job is in entertainment. Um. But they probably make a lot of assumptions. I've been invited to nothing. Zero <laughs> things. And I wouldn't have gone anyways. I, I like to be invited, but I don't I don't really want to go anywhere. Sure. I have to go somewhere and I don't even want to go. My plans are, I think you probably can guess, what I do every Sunday night. I play tennis. 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 Tennis, tennis, tennis more tennis. We were rained out last week. I, uh, I I went to see my neighbor perform at the Disney Concert Hall, Zubin Mehta. Oh, uh, oh, he invited oh. me, and uh, I I went to that performance at two o'clock. It was uh, Mahler's Third Symphony. That's a good uh, one. It's a ninety-minute performance. It was straight. It was an incredible thing to behold. About an hour in, I was thinking, this is going to be a great day because I have this. I've enriched myself culturally. 
and then I'm going to play live ball tonight, and I'm going to hurt myself physically. Like, that's a perfect day for me, a perfect Sunday. Well, we got rained out. Mm. We got rained out. You're and, not you're not getting rained out tomorrow, but you will get rained out if you try and play Tuesday or Wednesday. And man, and uh, I, I Zubin invited me and Erica backstage to meet him after oh. his performance. What a party! Sunday at two p.m. Oh. It, it was going off right. Normally, I don't do drugs, <laughs> but I thought, what the hell? Right. This 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 place is going off. And what, Angel deaths? What were you doing? Ah, man, I, I shouldn't really talk about it, <laughs> okay. but they that guy knows how to party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But a swell guy, I mean, really fun and, a, and an amazing performance. And, you know, 86. What, what, what are you doing if you're over 80, listener? This guy's 86 and he's crushing it. He walks out and standing ovation and one of eight standing ovations. Wow. He gets up there for an hour and a half and jams. It's impressive. Yeah. Not of me and my stand-up buddies. It's the same, same gig. Like, you're walking out there, you're doing a performance. After an hour and a half, you go back, you say hi to some friends, you have a sandwich, you get out of there. <laughs> and George Schlatter was there, the I producer of Laughing. Oh. He was hanging out backstage. Okay. It was cool. I, I did enjoy it. What drugs was he doing? Uh, everything. Everything that was given to him. I gave him magic mushrooms. He just snorted them. And <laughs> That's a good way to do that. Yeah. Psilocybin is nasal. Then we, I said, come on, let's uh, smoke some of this WD-40 in a pipe. He said, what? That's what the kids are doing. We're huffing, huffing paint. Let's do some of that. And, and they, it was wild. It got out of control. Hey, man. Anyway. Good stuff. Let's do a let's do a car show. Yeah, I'm, oh, my show is all over the place here. By the way, there was a South Park clip I wanted to play. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick because uh, I think you, the listener, you uh, texted it to us. Will enjoy it. Did I send it to you? Here it is, right Ian here. Ian Zuckerman. Here, here. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, you know my relationship with Chat GPT. You know that I was using it to improve my relationship with my wife until she caught me. She just came up to me and was acting all hurt because she thinks I don't care about her. Uh, this is uh, this is last week's South Park. Huh? When she said that she wishes I would reply to her text the way that Clyde responds to babies. So, like, how do you do it? Chat GPT, dude. <laughs> Chat GPT. Yeah, dude. There's a bunch of apps and programs you can subscribe to that use OpenAI to do all your writing for you. People use them to write poems, write job applications, but what they're really good for is dealing with chicks. Here, check it out. There's tons of ChatGPT apps for your phone. So then I can take whatever latest dumb thing Bebe texted me, I copy it, then I open the GPT app, click respond to, paste her text here, hit write, it just thinks for a second. You would look great with any length of hair, trying a new look could be fun. Copy that. See, it's... It, they ...into messages and send it off. It's super easy and convenient, and it saves me a ton of time because she texts me so goddamn much. Uh, so perfect. So perfect. And, you know, on Valentine's Day, I did it. I used it, and oh. she called me out on it, and that she was really kind of... How did she catch you? Huh? How did she catch you? She said, did ChatGPT write this? And I said, I looked her in the eyes, and I said, you bet. Like that. <laughs> but what made her think it was not you? It was way too flowery uh, and wonderful oh, and nice. Like, okay. Yes. Your hair looks great at any length? No. You know, I don't even remember what it was, but it was, you know, yeah. being with you is, you know, it, it was a chat GPT love letter. A bold-faced lie is what yeah, um, and, and again, this is where I get into trouble. I always like to tell the person what I'm doing. I should not have said a word and I would have been completely fine. This happened back in the day with a Seinfeld story. Hello, you know that story. Yeah, sure, it was sure. uh, it was inspired by this writers' room joke about how my girlfriend at the time's ass would wake up in the middle of the night while she was still asleep and would talk to me. It would go, "Hello, hi, Spike," and it was learning. It was learning how to speak. <laughs> and Jeff Schaefer and I would riff on it just to warm up in the writers' room. You know, distractions. Hello, la la la, A B C F, and you teach it how to talk. And then I stupidly went home a few days later. So we're doing we're doing this really funny thing it's about your ass. About your ass, yeah. And that was the end of that relationship. And Jerry's like, "Are you a moron? You told her. I told her here, and this is how I got out of it. I said, let's compare cards. All right, you wrote something very nice in your card to me, but look at it next to mine. Yeah." Whose is better? Who, who? Who's? But she goes, I wrote it. And I said, I know, but mine is better. 
<laughs> and I rewrote ChatGPT. What do you think, Johnny? I, Am I wrong? I want to know. Back to the first girl <laughs> with the ass. Why? Why was she upset? It's kind of like that's, it's kind of historic. because here's what I've learned about my job. <laughs> you can't really explain what the writers' room is like and why the whole psychology of what you're doing in there right. and the pressure you feel and and staying on point when you're working a script and blowing off some steam by saying things that are non sequiturs that are completely wrong. You know, you're just you're trying to make each other laugh to kind of cool the room off a little bit. You don't even know you're doing it. You can't explain that. Secondly, it's to to say to anyone, we're laughing about your ass in right. the Seinfeld right. writer's room at the height of the fame of this cultural phenomenon. Right, right, right. You're already I'm already underground. And then I'm going, no, 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 no. We're not. She goes, you're making fun of me. No, no, no. We're not making fun of you. You have a great ass. She's a gorgeous girl. Right. A beautiful, gorgeous girl. Wonderful girl. Yeah. But yeah, there's no, I can't, you can't get back from that. There's no coming back from the stupidity of it. So here, the same thing. But I was feeling kind of bad until somebody sent me this South Park clip and I went, well, there you go. Here's... (laughs) This was this gentle reminder of why I'm a comedy writer. These types of things that I throw towards the normal side of my life, people get upset about. I I then bring into the comedy realm and it turns into entertainment. Now, I didn't write this. Right. Nor do I think these guys heard me. It is one of those things in the comedy you, you world. You don't think these days. Uh, Matt and Trey uh, listen to the show? He's a neighbor. He oh, lives down oh. the street, but no, okay. it's yeah. entirely possible. But having done this for a very long time, I see, I see people coming up with the same oh, point of same. view jokes all the time. I wrote, it happens all the time. I wrote a car review using chat GTP or whatever, GPT. And, uh, you know, there's a couple, I, I wrote it in December. We didn't get around to posting it until February. Right. But a couple other people did the same thing. It's not rocket science. Yeah. So. It is rocket science, and I think they stole it. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Parker and Trey Stone. They're the funniest, by the way. That show is just so good and so fast on its feet. Closet they- fans of Spike's car radio. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I was I was validated. Right. Not in the normal world where I am I'm a cad <laughs> and continue to be and always will be, and Erica will be right to do that. But frequently, comedy people like myself are, are kind of in that space like i'll call my 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 comedy friends and i'll tell them that story they'll love it and they'll right. go well, of course that's hilarious right. you should do something with that be more oafish i tell my mom <laughs> she goes what's wrong with you it's funny I, I know what you're saying because like i'll tell sometimes i've stopped completely but i'll try and tell my wife something funny that happened at spike's car radio no and it don't. it's just Always misinterpreted. Like yes. you said, what about me? No, 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 no. I no, 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 no. Don't yeah, ever, ever. No, no, no. never. And she yes. doesn't listen, so I'm safe. I know. We've done how many shows? Three hundred shows, and our wives aren't listening to this. Thank <laughs> God. You know, my mom is listening. Hi, mom, and my brother Wally. Hi, Wally. Hey, Wally. They're always listening. So I do have some ears on that side of the family. I have to watch what I say. Watch what I say. Be very careful. Let's do... Uh, let, we've got plenty of car talk for you guys. Uh, lots of things going on. But let me do uh, an ad. We only have two ads today, too. Um, today's show is sponsored in part by the makers and fixers of Snap-on. The makers and fixers keep the world moving. They're the backbone of the world. Whether we're talking about manufacturing, customizing, restoration, performance, or maintenance. I know a lot of makers and fixers. Uh, like the ones who worked on my Series 2A and got it into perfect shape for this rain. How about you guys? Are you a maker? Are you a fixer? And who are your favorite makers or fixers besides yourself, of course? The makers and fixers, they not only made your car, they keep it running and help you make it awesome. Theirs is not just a job, it's a calling. They want to hear from you. Snap-on, that is, wants to hear from you. Share your story about yourself. Share your story about your favorite mechanic. Go to makersandfixers.com slash spikescarradio, makersandfixers.com slash spikescarradio, or send your story to Makers and Fixers uh, account on Instagram, makersandfixers.com. Dot com spikes car radio and then your friend's story of that big save they made may get on the snap on site there you go 
Um, where should we start? There's Johnny, you have a lot of news. I have everything. What you do have you want? a ton of things going on. Well, first, I want to hear about Amelia Island. Yes. Now yeah. it's called The Amelia because Haggerty owns everything, uh, including Amelia Island, The Amelia. So they own the event now. Yeah. They I, didn't own the event before? No. And uh, and they they kicked this is this is the scuttlebutt. So RM is like suing Haggerty because uh, Haggerty has this auction thing called uh, Broad Arrow, and like I shouldn't I'm probably gonna get involved in the lawsuit by saying this, but like 27 employees were hired away from RM to go work for Broad Arrow. They're suing each other to death. But now the big auction there is Broad Arrow. It used to be RM inside the Ritz Carlton. But the real news is um, well two things. One, there's a great show. It's called The Hangar. And it's by the people that do the bridge, um, Jeff Einhorn. I don't know any of this stuff. Is this car content? Yes, yeah, car content. It's the best car show I've been to since like the original Luft. It's, oh, 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 it's yeah. a live car it's hangar, show. And it's, it's not. It's it, it's just like uh, Rob Sass uh, said it best. And we walked in. And he goes, "If my car guy brain just puked up like everything I like about cars onto a runway, that's this show." It's another puke reference. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure they they love you comparing their event to puke. They liked it. I got a big time. But 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 Jeff Einhorn and uh, Shamina Boss they do the bridge uh, in in the Hamptons, which right, is supposedly right. I heard it's great. I've never been. I hear it's great. Yep. And so now they have this the hangar, and they're going to actually move that around the country. It's going to and they had a architect come and arrange the cars and the airplane. So like just like Luft, everywhere you point your phone, you're amazed at what you're seeing. Wow! So it's curated, know, beautiful things, yeah, beautiful colors, and just and just great cars, just just absolutely fantastic cars. That was cool. And then um, turns out Spikes Car Radio was very popular with the uh, I hope attendees so. of uh, the Amelia. If oh, we that's nice. I had uh, one guy in particular, Trent, if you're listening. Trent's a huge fan. And I had to tell Zuckerman anecdotes all night long. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, too bad we can't broadcast what he actually says. <laughs> I took Zuckerman to Amelia for the car matchmaker episode in which Jerry's collection went up, I believe. Oh, right, 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 right. And I think Paul... Was bidding on one of the cars? I can't remember. I don't think he bought anything. I don't remember that episode. But but yeah, there's a whole... That was Zuckerman's uh, entry point to entertainment was a car matchmaker episode. If you can find it, look it up. I think it's probably on Amazon. It'd be worth looking at a terrified Zuckerman. <laughs> and we had so much fun. That was such a great trip. I, I, I haven't gone back because it was, it was such a good trip. It yeah. was like a perfect... I hadn't been to Amelia before. It was a great weekend. We worked in the day. We hung out at night. David Gooding, we hung out with him. Oh, I love David. The, the whole crew was there. I, I I may have seen you there, but I didn't know you. I, right. I remember seeing Magnus over in the corner and, and uh, our other buddies and... We just had such a nice time. It, it was that much fun again. I, you know, I probably go to Amelia every five years and mm -hmm. that's enough. But yeah, we should. I mean, we look. We have a fan base there, so uh, if we wanted to, I don't know, put together a podcast at, you know, probably get it done at the Hangar Show uh, or something like that. I'm. We could make it work. I'm trying to figure out these live. We're we're it's getting tough. asked a lot yeah, to do tough. a lot of different things. We, you, and I have been talking about something that that I that kind of makes sense. That's more of a gathering without putting much of a show on, but an appearance and cigars and drinking and making it kind of a fun thing. Uh, you know, I I don't know. And you know, I'm talking to Patrick Long about Lufka Cult again. Oh, and, good. And, uh, I think he may just come on and you know promote it this time I, rather than us get up there. Yeah. There's Ren Sport. Oh, that's there's a just good. a ton. I mean, I would love to go on tour. Yeah. At some point. Yes. When I had time. <laughs> but how there's no way we could extricate Zuckerman from his daily banana peel lawyer lawsuit. He that, could fly in. You know, if you if you told him like, hey, you get to go on like four private jets this week, he'd be like, Oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> he barely made it driving back from San Diego yesterday. What was his his mom is not letting him be on today or something? No, his wife. Oh, but he's oh oh he wanted us to he's lie. He's under about. he's underwater with right, all right, sorts right, of right, family. Right, right. By the way, so am I. I'm I I am. Not to digress out of car talk, which I was enjoying, but this this has been my uh, Wednesday. Is when the real stress of my life began, and it's yet another victory for me. Oh, but uh, I was picking up uh, the the oldest kid there from his lacrosse uh, game. Right? How'd the game go? How'd the game? Good. Go? And we're driving back from the Palisades Wednesday, uh, 
and hearing all about the game. He's going on and on, and it's very exciting to hear. I, I love hearing about these uh, the kids in sports. Then he goes, <coughs> then he starts coughing, and I go, <laughs> hey, are you sick at 8 o'clock Wednesday night? He goes, oh, yeah, 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 I'm sick. <coughs> I roll the windows down in the old Tesla. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm, I'm trying to calculate how much time I've spent with you since how long you've been sick. He goes, oh, yeah. I was, he went skiing with his friend oh. in Utah. Oh. I asked him to wear a mask on the plane. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, teenager, nope, we're not yeah. going to do it. Right. He goes, yeah, we, we were basically sick last Friday. And then, but he goes, Saturday was the worst of it. And <laughs> in Utah, and I'm, and I'm going, that's, he was back Monday from the airport, hanging with him. Tuesday, breakfast, goes to school, but dinner, hanging with him. How's the ski trip? Blah, blah, blah. Wednesday, breakfast. Wednesday night, drive home. Lots of exposure. And so he has COVID is what you're saying. We, we that night, he goes, yeah, I, just a little cold. I test him. We're, we're all eating dinner there. Erica's out somewhere. She comes home. She goes, whose test is this? Oh. <laughs> I forgot I had just given him a test. Double reds. Oh. Banger. I'm oh. like, ah. We're all sitting together again. Everybody scrambles. Yet here I am. Here I am now, again. When's the last time you tested? Uh, today. Oh, and you're negative Every today. Just negative, negative, negative. Great. Wow. But my wife is dragging me to a giant, hermetically sealed uh, fundraising does, drinking does, event tonight. What, what about the other kid? He's fine. And your wife doesn't have it either? She's had it no, 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 no. Doesn't have it from, from the older one. I don't. I guess not. God. <laughs> no, everybody's tested, but okay. how, you I mean you, you're going to test every single day. Everybody feels fine. Okay. Hey. But Jesus. That I mean that I I want I, I look, I didn't make the bet uh, yeah. last week that we were talking about cuz I know I'm I, I the writing's on the wall, 10, right? 10,000 is a big I, bet. I feel like I got I've got this far and I'm pretty certain that I'm going to be like the rest of folks I've been hearing about. My little group of Super Dodgers is getting very, very small right now. You're like the last one. My, my I had one buddy who just got it and someone else just got it. Like, you're the last one. It feels weird. It feels, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're going back. It's not even interesting anymore. It's no, nice. no. That that was the other. It was a thing in Amelia was everyone's like, I love the show. Yeah, it's not coming. Blah, blah. Let's talk about COVID too much. I'm like, shut up, Florida. <laughs> Just- Look, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the bet. Ten we're grand. talking about money. <laughs> Ten we're grand deciding be- whether to do this. I but I told uh, I told my wife, she goes, you, you're not doing that. <laughs> I'm not allowing this anymore. She goes, I don't like this. Uh, I did not tell my wife about the $100 bet because that would upset her. Yeah. So. What is the hundred dollar bet? What is our bet? Cadillac, Porsche, Le Mans. Oh, now that Probably. is very interesting. Scott Dixon chimed in. He, he did. And what he, did he have to say? He was just like, like basically, like you know, good, good, good on you, Johnny. You're, See now, now I've made Scott Dixon my enemy. No, and no, I don't no. want him to be that no, way. No, 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 no. But you know, I the feedback that I heard uh, from from our listeners was split. Okay, they were laughing. That I am not into Cadillac and what's wrong with that. And look, I've always loved that brand. I grew up in a place where that was the premier brand. Sure. It's just when it comes to Le Mans, I'm a Porsche fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a Porsche fan. I'm a Porsche fan. I'm a Porsche fan. That's it. It's funny because at Le Mans, I'm I'm Corvette fan because I've, I've been to Le Mans a few times. That's and like, creepy. No, the Corvettes rule. The, so the French, you know, they don't have a team, right? So uh, Corvette, which is by far the best sounding vehicle at Le Mans, they just cheer for the yellow Corvettes, and it's awesome. It's like all the, the other history, cars. There's no history there. What? The Corvettes dominated the 2000s. Really? Yeah. I mean, who's, huge, huge who's making movies about that? Well, I don't <laughs> GM, Chevy, I don't know. I would go to Ford before I would go to, to Corvettes. Oh, but Corvettes, been, they were dominant. I mean, Johnny, um, uh, uh, oh, God, uh, Johnny O'Connell. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like he, I think he's the most w- the winningest American in the history of, of Le Mans. It's all, like all baseball. Corvettes. You have favorite teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm just all. saying. But I just, I saw the Cadillac. Anyways, I heard that a lot of people are like, Cadillac's a lame brand. How can you like it? And um, yeah, so it'll be a good bet. It'll be a good bet. <sighs> well, I'll, I'll watch to see what happens. I'm going to try and go. But it's a good way of putting it. Cadillac's a lame brand. <laughs> <laughs>
right now. They are a lame brand. <laughs> they are a lame brand. I'm sorry. Well, it's not my fault. That's what I think I when mean, I hear them. Why don't they do something that makes them not lame? Let, well, the, let them win at Le Mans, and maybe they won't be so lame. The, the black wings are cool. The black yeah, they're cool, cool cars. Yeah. So, but that's it's more. You're more than just one car. You're a vibe. Oh, uh, agreed. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. <laughs> what else do we have here? Have you seen this video? This video. Speaking of American cars, really makes me laugh. No Let's way. See if, uh, See if I can play it right here. Uh, this is thieves stealing. Oh yeah, six <laughs> sports cars from a Kentucky dealership. They're all Hellcats. Yeah, in under forty-five <laughs> seconds. It's amazing. <laughs> here they are coming in. That's so good. I like how they're like creeping low, even though they're totally on camera. So there are three cars. Within one guy tries to change a license plate really quick, gives up on that. They just walk. How did they do this? How did they just get in? You can clone the keys. They have, they have like a digital device that like unlocks. I know, the but car. there are six. How do you clone all six? Because Stellantis has weak security on Stellantis. the cars. <laughs> or they stole the keys. I mean, it, the keys are physically at the dealership. I think they must have. They made off with six brand new Hellcats <laughs> in just under 40 seconds, which I think means they should be able to keep those cars. <laughs> totally. Okay, here's, here's what happened. They came in through the rear door. They had some uh, they, they, they had some kind of idea how our security system worked, it looked like. So it's an inside job. Bryant believes it took at least seven people 40 seconds to drive off with six Hellcats. Bryant <laughs> must be the dealership manager, yes. Uh, they were gone 20 seconds before the alarm started to go off. It's great. The response time of the police was like three minutes. These guys really did a good job. Hey, man. <laughs> you I get mean, a Hellcat and you get a Hellcat. And you, you know what I mean? Hellcat? If yeah. you're going to do an act of violence or even a crime, if it's inspired and it's, you know, it's, you, you get the, the people on your side. And I think in this case, they kind of did, except for what they did later. Five of the cars were recovered <laughs> almost immediately with one in a neighboring town uh, and several as far away as different states. At least one vehicle was a total loss. To, <laughs> so they they were just hooning these things? I guess. Hellcats in particular are like catnip to car thieves. <laughs> what is that? What is that doesn't even make sense. To, to catnip to cats? What does that mean? Last year, oh. the feds busted a, a ring responsible for it. So I I don't even know what their motive was, but it sounds like it was inspired fun. Do right? you know? Do you know Christy Lee? Uh, she's uh, she's on that like all girl garage, a friend mm -hmm. of mine. But she had her Hellcat uh, stolen from her garage. The guy had a cloning device, and you. I guess it means you're nearby when like she unlocks and locks the car, and it gets that it gets the signal or just or right. near the key. And she had it all on her security camera. She left it in her driveway, and the dude was in and out in like yeah thirty forty seconds. It was wild. So you you can pick up that signal like when you're adding it to your home. I, I don't know exactly, but no, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. taking your little remote and you're putting it up against your rear view. Or mirror. they followed her and it was like in her purse or whatever, and like they got the they got close to her and they were able right. to get the R RDIF frequency and started the car up and left. This so. was another one that really made me laugh. These guys doing this podcast. This is all Uncle <laughs> Lopnik here. They're yes. in. They they appear to be in a diner doing a podcast. Um, uh, Nathan and Alexi. I don't know what their podcast is. I haven't seen it. Hopefully, but, it's about cars. But they're facing away from the lot. Uh, and a big SUV just rams uh, through the glass. Read. Yeah, and it comes up behind them and just rams them and hits them. It's so good. Okay, the car bashes the glass. They're both fine. They get up. One starts checking his phone to take pictures. They have such a great moment. Just keep talking. Keep right talking. <laughs> That's right. Somebody has to say, what the fuck just happened? I think we got all the audio on there. <laughs> I think we got all the audio on there. No, guys, guys, yeah, yeah, guys, just, guys. Stevie wondered, that is his best record. You've got to broadcast <laughs> through the accident. Don't stop and take your phones. Go, what the F just happened to us? Interview the driver. What's going on? <laughs> Keep rolling. It's your most interesting show just happened. You guys are, you just popped. I'm talking about you. Reeves and Reyes. And they stopped recording. 
Or maybe they didn't. I don't know. I don't listen to their show. But lots, thankfully, lots, they're all fine. Lots of good car crashes this week. You see the two Ferraris in Italy? I the, did. That I was, did. That was also The listeners good. are great. They send a lot of great stuff. I, yeah. I saw that one before it hit. Somebody in Italy sent it to me. It was it, awesome. Yeah. I wasn't going to talk about it, but it's it, it was funny to watch. Uh, yeah. Just good week for... <laughs> theft and crashes yes and speaking of which something i didn't know ah. last when you were talking to us in this article on motor trend so i drove off an f1 track in a three million dollar hypercar yes. you failed to mention this well i couldn't really talk about the car the until, valkyrie yeah the valkyrie but you did talk about the car no. on our show no i said i went i couldn't give any driving impressions or anything until you, can't, you couldn't say you crashed i didn't crash what I, happened I drove off the track great story i'll tell it right now okay so i'm the only american who gets to drive the car yes i'm talking to and by the way i watched your video and i thought it was great thank you i stayed with it the whole time i loved it Thanks. it was really fun and thank I, you. and i i love the details about the wafer thin doors and the lightness and the rest of it you you guys can go see that Thank There's you no very drama much. in that. We want to hear about how you crashed it. Yeah. So, uh, Street Kev is the head of PR for Aston Martin. Yes. Uh, so his name's Kevin. We'll call him Street Kev. Uh, and I go, who else is driving the car? And he's like, oh, Chris Harris, blah, 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 and Supercar Blondie, who's a friend of mine. Yes. And I was like, oh, cool. Her name's Alex. I go, how'd Alex do? And he goes, 325 kilometers an hour, no problem, which is fast. That's like 200 and... 20 or something like that that's very, well, how big is this straightaway right that's a great that's a great question so it's about four thousand feet so i was like i'm just such a toxic prick i'm like i gotta beat supercar blondie right so four thousand feet a little under a mile a little under a mile so she's gonna come up on you quick anyway so the other thing i should mention is when we were doing the lead follow to learn the track darren turner who's the pro driver he goes look you're on street tires you're not on slicks so the braking points on this track are for F1 cars. So do not do not brake there. Brake 100 feet earlier. So in your head, make up a virtual braking point. And the braking points are marked how? It says 150, 150. So I, I forget if it's meters or feet or whatever it is. So those just ignore those and stop well, before them. Yeah. So in other words, they didn't throw up orange cones like they will sometimes no, do to help you? No, no, no. no. Nothing like that. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm everything's great having a good time, except that I'm at the end of the straight, you know, I'm looking at my speed and I'm like, you know, 295 i'm like i'm not 325 and i'm like i must beat woman right so i i get i'm flying on this one i just just full you know letting it shifting exactly at 10,500. that's max horsepower and i see 305 and i keep my foot in it as i'm looking up and i'm passing a hundred feet further from where I should have started hitting the brakes. Oh no! So I think I think I hit probably hit like three hundred and ten, which is one hundred ninety miles an hour. Wow! But I'm done. I'm done for at that point. So I go to hit the brakes, and there's no way. Luckily, it's an F1 track, so it's paved like a quarter mile past the turn. And which way are you turning? To the right. It's like a hundred and ten degree right hander. And I just you know I go a couple hundred feet off the track. No problem because it's totally paved. No one even saw me do it. But I get back in there and I'm like, how the hell did she get up to 325? Yeah. And Kevin goes, oh, yeah, as a passenger in the track only <laughs> AMR Pro, she had no problem going 325. Uh, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because the, the hot laps in the pro car on the slicks is insane. I see. Yeah. So that's so that's it was a story. miscommunication. Yeah. So then did you end up with the record speed? I know I beat Mike Duff, who drove for Car and Driver, but he probably made the Harris? turn. I have no idea. Probably not. He's a pretty good driver. Yeah, I mean, does that count? You didn't make the turn. <laughs> well, I did go very fast. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, but uh, a crazy extreme car. Um, I, 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 my, my question remains: like my rich asshole friends who are buying them, what the hell are they going to do with this thing? It's just too much for you. Have friends who are buying this car? I have several friends. I know. I know at least three. Four. I know four people that are getting Valkyries. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm getting three of them. I know a guy that got three. I met. I'm actually. I met him. At he Pebble. bought three. Well, he he bought one. Then he wanted the convertible, and they said, "If you want the convertible, you got to buy the track only one." So he said, "Okay, what's another four million bucks? I'll just buy that one." Hmm. Yeah. Real money spike. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm gonna make some real money right now by talking Woo. about our next partner, Athletic Greens. You guys, you guys know I take AG1 every day, literally every day, to help me on the tennis court, and I uh, and uh, that's why I did it. Gut health, forehand health, 
serving health, increased energy, and backhand, one-handed backhand strength. You notice That's, I don't take it every day, so I drive off racetracks. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you should start because it would have helped you. It would have really helped. Um, it's hard for me to keep up with a supplement routine that comes with a bunch of different products. Uh, very quickly, I noticed it helps me with uh, improved digestion. Hair and skin feels great. Clipping my nails all the time. It helps my sleep, too. Why well, take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without a lot to do. It's the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute. And if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash bike 911. Athleticgreens.com slash bike 911. And uh, check it out. Um, You want to help us? The way to help the show is really simple. Visit our sponsor sites. Yes. And if you like their products, buy them. Did I mention every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins? No, I didn't. There you go. Now you know. All right. All right. There's more. There's more so much cars. more. Um, I posted a picture of the GT4 RS in Oslo Blue uh, yesterday. You got another picture, and, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I you get three at once, but I kind of saved the last one, uh, and uh, I just thought it was too much. It, you parse it out, right? And uh, it's slow it's, drip. It's still not done. I see you going to look at it I'm right now. I'm going to look at it. I and I was I was posting about how it's going to uh, uh, Clearwater Porsche arrange for the car to be delivered at the Porsche Experience Center in L.A. And uh, I said how I'm going to take that thing out and uh, what a perfect pl- way to put the first miles on it. Um, and I've been told I won't get to take it on there by the listeners, <laughs> that there's a break-in period and they'll, they'll let you drive a car like it. I'm probably not going to do that. I would like to take my car around there. I don't consider the Porsche Experience Center track really a real racetrack. It's an experience track where you can take some turns at speed. But it but it but it started an interesting comment uh argument about break-in periods on these cars. Ooh. Break-in periods. Okay. And um I'm going to say what I, I always go well say what about what? Let me tell you what it says. 1,000 miles for that engine. 1,000 miles Let me tell you what it 5,000 RPM. Go ahead. Uh, 718 uh, Cayman GT4 RS. Um, the moving parts of a new vehicle must be run in. And, I'm, and I'm, then I'm going to tell you my theories on all this, because this isn't my first new car. Okay. Okay. The parts require the first 1,875 miles. Whoa. The oil and fuel consumption may be somewhat higher. This is the break-in period they're recommending. Avoid high engine speeds of 4,000 RPM or more. Drive at low engine speeds when the engine is cold. Preferably take long trips. Avoid frequent cold starts with short distances as much as possible. These one-size-fits-all. Now, I... Let's see. The first time I really thought about this, I the, my first new car was a Boxster, Right. And I and whatever the break-in period was for that, I followed it to the letter. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, about a year later, I bought a 993C2S, Dunkelblau, uh, and a, a paint-to-sample right from the president back when, you you know, you couldn't really get paint-to-sample. It was a, it was a favor that Mr. Seinfeld asked on my behalf. And I, This was I a new 993? New 993C2S, brand new. Wow. Last of the air-cooled. Yeah, right? very last. Incredible car. Yeah. And as I was picking it up, Bert Olander down at Circle Porsche, who, uh, you know, was selling cars to Steve McQueen back in the day, I said, Bert, this break-in period. And he looked at me and he goes, and he shrugs. And I go, what does that mean? He goes, we, we, you know, they say these things. I go, well, what, what do I really need to do? He goes, yeah. And he said, you don't, you don't want to, and this was the 993, you don't want to get on the highway and drive over 7,000 RPMs for an hour. He goes, well, you want to pop it? You want to have a little fun? While you're, you, while you're in the breaking period, you're going to be just fine. I found that to be very good advice. And now as these new cars come up, you hear what I'm saying? You, you don't, it depends on the car, but you don't have to observe these break-in periods obsessively. If you 
pop it up or you miss you 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 miss uh, your foot falls off the clutch and it revs up you don't have to worry that you're dead you're not going to void your warranty you don't have to worry about anything and you're not going to hurt your engine by the way if the if the engines were that fragile popping up over 7000 rpms or whatever it is that, and it breaks the car it's ridiculous so off to Renlist, where I usually, where I find my resident group Uh-oh. of idiots. Oh, <laughs> and uh, I, I have a different opinion. Okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah. But and immediately found in the GT4 RS break-in uh, period, which I love just reading. But and and by the way, I don't know who any of these guys are. Um, how are you guys breaking in your car? It is just don't rev over five to six thousand RPM for a thousand miles, or is it three to four thousand RPM? Then move slowly up for there. I believe it's under seven. For 932 miles. So none of these guys have this quite right yet. Any truth in the rumor that I heard that if you go over seven, which can be checked at your first service, it's going to affect your warranty. Can you imagine if that happened? Of course, Well, Cafe Racer says no. Salesperson took me for a ride. Here's another guy. Took me for a 20-minute ride in the RS yesterday. Car had 120 kilometers on the clock, and he redlined it a couple of times. Um, here, and then let's go down here. Uh, hits for best performance, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> I was told by my SA, what is SA? Uh, service advisor. Service advisory. Just skip the break-in period, doesn't <laughs> matter. Have 200 kilometers on the clock, might go to the track tomorrow. I'm with that guy right there. Several of these guys are saying, I've also heard from my friend uh, PCNA, don't worry about it on this car. Third person, don't worry about it on GT3s and GT4s. There's no, they've told us numerous times at PMNA, what is PMNA? Porsche, Porsche Motor Cars Motorsports, North America. North America, Motorsports. Uh, that the GT3s and the GT4 Club Sport, there is no running in period. I just remember on the launch of that motor, which was the 991.2 GT3, Pruinger said 1,000 miles, 5,000 RPM or under. Yeah. That's what he said. He's he has been one of my past sources. I have not asked him about this check, car. Check with him. He those guys are usually the last word in this stuff. And what I found to be true, and I am not saying I know what this car is, but by the time this thing gets delivered, I'll know exactly what it is. Is there is this one size fits all thing that is a little too conservative. And there and in general with these new cars, in general. And again, I don't know if it's this car, but in general, having a little fun with your new car for a for 30 seconds is not going to ruin your engine. So it never has. I've been doing it since the 993 days. I've never had a problem. Uh, just two things. I needed a new engine in my 996 GT3. <laughs> but that was because I was on a racetrack and I wasn't supposed to be there. The only two things I'd say is apparently because this motor has solid lifters, they do need a thousand miles of break in. And uh, the other is, I'm forgetting what I was going to say, so go ahead. I don't know that I've met anybody who had a problem with their engine in a new car, and then Porsche said, you didn't observe the break-in period in it. Well, they can not They can tell you exactly when you do over-revs. I mean, they, know, you know, they can black box it. I don't know anybody who said, well, we're yeah. not, no, they, uh, your, your car's under warranty. They're going to fix it. I yeah. mean, obviously, you want to take care of your car, and you want it to be a good investment, and we always do that. We always err on the side of what's reasonable. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. So press cars, when press cars show up, yeah. there's a hidden off-menu option called press miles. Right. It's 10,000 euros is what it costs like you know porsche north america and they have interns in germany take them out of the factory mm-hmm. do the break-in period so that when journalists get their hands on them, they can immediately go right to redline and not blow the thing up wow so yeah it is i i don't know if you can get on your car but like I, I've, I've checked i've seen a lot of monronis for press cars where there's like you know press miles is or my know, plan is, is to just take it out on the track and enjoy it that does not mean i'm going to pin the tack I'm not going to be pushing the car and stuff, but I am going to drive it out there if I can drive it. It's I, the perfect place to do it. Am I going to take it to Willow and bang on it? Nope, not until the braking period is done. I seriously, am I going to rev up on the 405 a couple of times just to hear the engine? Yes, yes, I am. After the engine is warm, I'm going to do that because my experience is nothing happens to my engine after oh, this that. This engine is going to blow. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. That's fine. Okay. 
I think they're right, though. That, I really that, am fine if my engine blows. I've had it happen before. I'm like, okay, I survived. Yeah, Whatever. yeah, you just get another engine. I think they're right, though, that like you will not be able to take your car brand new without the braking miles on it to the track. Well, what I said, because it's being delivered on the track, is I'm going to drive it on the track. And they said? I, I haven't called them or talked to them yet. Okay. It's not. I don't think it's scheduled till May. But it's a little anticlimactic for me to take a delivery down at the Porsche Experience Center and then not get on the track. <laughs> what are we doing down there? If you see what I'm saying? Hey, man. And you're right. It is a little baby. If their concern is, hey, you're going to hurt your car, I'll go, okay, I'll be sure not to do that. Right. But right, right. I'd like to take it around. Because it was delivered here. What is the point of the delivery here if I'm not going to get to drive it there? And maybe I'll listen to what you're saying and and I'll abide by that. Yeah, just be aware. I believe the Experience Center is like a different business unit than like Porsche. So they don't... That's not my problem. Well, they'll just be like, the answer is no. No, they've done some wonderful things for us before. All right. Like for, for you know, you remember Bill? Sure. Remember Bill? Which Bill? Bill, the Malibu Kitchen. Yeah, I know Bill. He, he, really, he was texting me today. He really, really wanted to drive a GT3 RS. And they don't, they at the time weren't doing that down there, but they did for us. Oh, nice. For his birthday, we took him down there, Zuckerman and Jerry and I, and Dean Maroney, who helped as well. And they, they, they brought a bunch of GT3 RSs out there, and we had a great day. Okay. Fantastic. Well, you, might, you, day. Might need, you might need Jerry to intervene. <laughs> That one, I think, was really Dean Maroney. Okay. At, 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 you know, yeah. they, they take care of the dealers over there. But, yeah. Bill thought I was Jerry the other day. Did I tell you this story? I'm sorry? I drove I drove Pat Long's 912. Oh. That's the one that Bill desperately wants to buy. Yeah, yeah. And I sent him a picture of it, and then he's like, blah, blah, blah. He's talking to me as if I'm Jerry Seinfeld. I'm like, it's Johnny, not Jerry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's because uh, it, that happens on my phone too. Because the J, you only see the J on the text thread. What's well, and the way I don't have an eight. So I have J. Z, I have Z and J, and I don't know if I'm texting you and Jerry. Or, oh right. Or, I mean right, you right. and Zuckerman or was, Jerry and Zuckerman. And it was just funny. I'm like, I'm not Jerry Seinfeld. It doesn't matter. Don't correct him. <laughs> I, you don't have to correct anybody. I don't. People can say whatever they want. They're just like, yep, yep. Yeah. Nope. That's right. I'm Frank Sinatra. Thanks, mom. Uh, <laughs> Good for you. Um, this also, this is more Porsche news, folks. Mm -hmm. Don't say we weren't reporting Porsche news because this one had me a little upset. This is a story about, look at this headline. Okay. 911 GT2 RS reportedly going hybrid with 919 sourced tech. Yeah. A hybrid. Okay. What does that mean? An electrified engine married yeah. to a GT2? To RS and that you know that is something I heard from our friends at Porsche last time I, I was there. They were like, "Don't sell your GT2 RS. Right, this car will never happen again." Right, and look, well, the Valkyrie that's a hybrid, you know. Thousand, no, I know thousand one horsepower V12 and a hybrid motor. Which, but I was it, so excited about a non-hybrid GT2 RS. Ah, well, you want you know the purity look, of that car. I mean, that's one of the most amazing things. So I drove that Ferrari two nine six, which you got to get your hands on. You just got to get the lady's on. name. Yeah, you got to get your hands on it. And I, it was one of the most brilliant things. I, I, I pulled in to, to, to up on Angeles Crest. I saw yep. Magnus. I got out of the car. I looked at him I'm like, enough with the fucking Porsches, man. Ferrari. And he's like, <laughs> oh, mate, I have a Ferrari. I know. And uh, like they built a better GT2 RS with this 296. And all these people are coming to me. They're like, don't you wish they made a non-hybrid version of it so it was lighter? And I'm like, that's how I know you've never driven a 296 because it's literally perfect as is. Yeah. So I think this will be just great. I, I don't think it's going to hurt anything. Going hybrid adds weight, Johnny. Uh, you won't notice the weight. It'll and and Porsche will do it in a way where you won't notice. Mm. You know, unless you're you know, it, it it'll be great. It like like I'm telling you, this 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 Valkyrie thing I drove, you would never in a billion years know it was a hybrid. And also, yeah. they were able to do cool stuff like. They got rid of the synchros on the in the gearbox, and the hybrid motor just synchronizes the gears. It literally stops going uh, forward traction for like a blip of a millisecond, grabs the gear, slots it in, and then retakes over, powering the car. Wow. It's insane, yeah, just insane. So I'm, I'm, you know, bring it on, bring it on, and don't sell your GT2 RS. It, 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 no, we had to. You sold it? Yeah, 
It's been gone for years. No, no, no. Oh, okay. The one that Z has. That was a plan, plan, plan. uh, But Z still has the white one. Plan three, we call it. We had a three-way. And the guy got divorced. With our friend Moise. (laughs) That's the best. And he was abusing the car. We'd get it back with holes in it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, his marriage unfortunately fell apart and he had to sell his cars, which is a horrible, one of his cars was our cars and he was like buying me out. Zuckerman's like, I already have another one. <laughs> Just be part of that one. So I guess I do have some, I can drive that car as much as I want, but it's not chalk. No, it's white. That chalk car was just a magic being, but I was looking forward to that pang of regret, uh, being erased from my brain yeah but i th- no, i bet not. you the new one is just all i just have a hunch yeah you're right no awesome. i know everything's yeah. great yeah everything they do yeah. is great right yeah you know look i always tell the story like I was, I was reading through like press articles from the i think it was the 1963 geneva or munich show where the 9-11 the 901 debuted and the press's initial reaction to it was oh my god Porsche's ruined the brand. It has four seats. It's so big. What are the extra cylinders for? Ah, sky is falling. And that was before anyone had driven the 911. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like every time they do anything. I don't think the brand's going away. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I like that GT2 RS. I was looking for a slightly better version of it. This could be the slightly better version. As long as it doesn't have a charge port. It might, because, you know, the other thing, like the Ferrari, it, you don't need to ever charge it, but it does have one. Right. So, because so it's know, like the 918. It's the 918. Or but remember, it has a charge port, 918. Remember the SF90? Yeah. So it's that minus two. Of the, the the front wheels aren't motorized. So it's the mm-hmm. same kind of thing with a smaller engine. But you're, yeah. you're in an interesting car. Oh, yeah. It's in the driveway right now. <laughs> Three motors. I was uh, at, uh, where was it? Barker Hangar a couple years ago invited by these folks just to look at it mm. i could just look at it walk around it and see it the electric hummer yes gmc hummer ev are they all white they all seem to be the same color <laughs> yeah. this is one of the launch ones so this thing already has eight thousand miles on it and, the, and, and this has been out for a while right it's been out for like 18 months well sort of they're having a hard time building they can't get batteries gm like cadillac the lyric just is starting to come out so they got some weird thing happening but so what do you have it for just running around playing with it. And how long have you had it? Uh, since Monday. Today's Saturday. Wow. So shot a video with Give it. Give us some broad strokes. You charge it up, and how much range do you have? 350 miles. However, it's a 200-kilowatt-hour battery pack, which is so massive. So like a, a Tesla Model S is like 105 or 99 or whatever. This, they just took two normal car battery packs and stacked them. And so it takes forever to charge on a home charger. Um, you know, like I had it, pl- I got home with like 8% of the battery left, right? Plugged it in at seven, approximately 7 PM might've been 8 PM, but I think it was 7 PM unplugged it at about 6 AM the next morning. And it was at 60%. Wow. Now 60% is 200 miles. So, you know, but it wasn't dead in the water. That's not what you want. It's it. You gotta have access to a 350 kilowatt level three charger. That said, it makes 1,000 horsepower. It makes 1,200 <laughs> pound-feet of torque. Wow. It weighs 9,000 pounds. Oh, my God. It has 16 inches of ground clearance. It has full rear steering. So not only can it, like, it has the same turning radius as a Chevy Bolt, and it has this insane crab walk feature Yeah, where the rear wheels will move in the same direction as the front wheels when you're off-road. So if yes. you, let's say you come to a boulder, but if you back up, you damage the car. You can then just turn on crab mode and diagonally just move away from mm-hmm. it rather than having to like, Is it turn. quiet? It's quiet. It's dead quiet until like about 70 miles an hour. And then the, the windshield's straight up and down. And that's it's like a G-Wagon. It just, right. you know, it's just going to make that kind of... How tall is it? It goes up and down on the suspension. So By getting into parking garages with it. it. You can drop it to the floor. It's on air suspension. Yeah. So it can, you can jack it up 16 inches. You can drop it down probably to like nine inches of ground clearance. It's it's smaller than you'd think. Like, you know, it's parked next to your Defender. It doesn't look that big. And it's like it's like three or four inches wider. To, it's probably shorter than your Defender. Um, Do you like it? I'm kind of in love with it. It's... I, I'm you know anything with twelve hundred pound feet of torque. I'm sort of a nine thousand pounds. Nine thousand really pounds. Heavy. So what is the Rivian by comparison? Seventy two hundred pounds. Mm. So it's it's, it's a, also yeah, up there. It's big. Rivian's big. 
Um, boy, what happens when you smash into somebody with 9,000 pounds? Oh, you fucking annihilate them, man. They're, they're <laughs> gone. It's not your problem. Like one of those little smart cars. Oh, <laughs> smart car. Hondo Accord. You kill them. Oh, man. Um, but, you know, 9,000 pounds is a lot. That said, you know, you ever seen a dually, like a F350, yeah. F4? Those mm-hmm. weigh 9,000 pounds. Right. I haven't seen, I, I think I saw Jay-Z in one when they first came out. I'm starting and to that see, was the, this is the second one I've seen on this uh, on the west side here. I saw Aston Kutcher in one uh, in the Valley uh, eighteen months ago. But I it, it uh, Amelia they had a bunch of black ones running around. They're oh, all cool. GM cars. I've I've seen them in different colors. I saw a red one. They look they look better not in white. The white's too show car. And, yeah, um, yeah. So they're they're starting to come. But they just had a hard time selling them, and then or not selling them, making them, selling them. There are, this one's one hundred and ten grand, and the dealers huh. are asking for a hundred thousand over. Come on, S- swear! Oh, that's not right. Well, do they have any cool little tricks? Like in the Rivian, they have all this guy gear stuff: flashlights in the door, and like frying pans in the in the <laughs> electric pole stove. No, two Amer- it's got two American flags hidden on it. <laughs> it's got uh. nothing, right? <laughs> Um, I mean the roof roof panels, all four of them pop off. That was cool. Yeah, that was very much like a, a, the the eighty two Targa I have, where you can take off that top and you can they collapse. You put them in little bags and put them in the boot. Yeah, boot. Exact yeah. same principle. Yeah, these are these and they were we'll, very light. Yeah, yeah. So unlike say a Jeep or a Bronco, these are super high quality. Like mm-hmm. they actually, I think they actually don't let much sound in. Um, you know, because like the, the Jeep and Bronco roof panels feel like Rubbermaid crap. I mean, mm-hmm. it's totally cheap. These are really nice, actually. So it's got a good interior. Um, yeah, I mean, it just takes forever to charge, and it's not efficient. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just. But in that way, it's like the original Hummer. It's still kind of a bad boy. It's really bad. It's, I think it's the least efficient <laughs> EV you can buy. It's, it's less efficient than well, a Well, that's Tycon. good that they preserve some of that. Yeah. But 60 seconds, uh, sorry, 60 miles an hour in three seconds flat, 3.0. Really? Yeah. So wow. It, and, and, oh, and it, so the, the mode is called, uh, it's WTF, Watts to Freedom, which obviously was supposed to be what the fuck. And yeah, yeah. You can't call it what the fuck. You can't say WTF. No, no, it stands for Watts to Freedom. It's too bad they couldn't have made it what the fuck mode. Yeah, it's, it's That's w- exactly what it needs, some yeah. fun. And then when you do this mode, it's ludicrous. It uh, literally drops the rear suspension so the nose is pointed in the air. And that's how it takes off so all the weight's already shifted back. Right. And if you do it at night, the headlights go so far off the ground that if you're looking forward, you can't see suddenly. Because <laughs> it's like... Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah, and and the other thing I really enjoy is in the custom mode, you can like leave it like the steering for street, the accelerator for street, but you can put the suspension in like the trophy truck. So when you accelerate, it rears back. When you hit the brakes, it does an endo. So it's fun to drive around, you know. So it's 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 cool. It's 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 de- I I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Like I've really been having fun with it. Let me ask you a dumb listener question. Yes. And this isn't one of their questions, but it's a question like they would ask. Yes. And forgive me, listeners, for insulting you. <laughs> if I offered you a choice. Yes. Right now. Right now. Between your Rivian yes. and that car. Yes. They're they're both free. Yes. But you can only pick one. You can only pick one. What are you picking, Johnny? Boy, it's close. Really? It's close. I think I I think Rivian just because it's uh, just the size is better for me. Off road. I can't believe it took you that long to say that. I thought for sure you would say Rivian quickly, but now that tells me how good this truck is. I had so much fun off roading this thing because it's like because of that rear steering. So the yeah. the Rivian is great off road, except that it's a truck and it's long. Mm-hmm. So like you do have to do a lot of three point turns, which mm-hmm. I hate because of the rear steering on this. Like, if you could do Rivian with rear steering, Rivian all day. But because of the rear steering, you can make these ridiculous turns in this monster truck. And then 1,200-pound feet of torque, so it's flying around. I got to drive it. It's really it's really cool. You got to take it off-road. If you get it, I'm you gotta falling go behind on all press cars. I, I want to drive uh, the Rivian SUV. I would like yeah, to yeah. drive this GMC. I've got to drive that Ferrari. I keep forgetting that. The Ferrari them. is the best of everything. But, you know, uh, to be honest with you, I have not. I've been only driving elect like the Metacycle, the Saunders Metacycle, and my truck because it's been raining. Yeah, it's just been raining. The uh, the Zagato is right downstairs, and uh, yeah, don't drive it in the rain. It's been sitting there for two weeks in there, and uh, my buddy, I'm crashed. looking at it and feeling bad. My buddy crashed his nine eleven yesterday. No, just, yeah, just 
Where? Uh, he lives out in like Calabasas area. What kind of 911? A new one, convertible. This is his wife's and car. What happened? Just went off the road in the rain. Just nothing big. And what did he hit? Off to the ditch. He just went into a ditch. Oof. Yeah. It's a low day. Yeah. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, but he was. It was I was. We had lunch. With, and I, you know, we were hanging out in the middle of the day. <laughs> pictures of his car in a ditch, and I was like, "He's like, I only drove my wife's car because it's the only thing that can handle the rain." And he's like, "Well, I guess it can't handle the rain." So, yeah, don't drive the Zagato in the rain. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You know, this reminding me of my lowest crash. Oh, my lowest moment, which was. In the Conda Green 70S, all original chalk marks on the engine, 6,000 original miles. Sounds valuable. <laughs> in the middle of a writer's strike and uh, getting the news at the studio. I was doing my late night show. We, we may not have a season. Very stressful day. So I drove down the 405, left Hollywood, went to the hangar, picked up that car to kind of blow off some steam. Get on the on-ramp from Bundy right there. And as I'm pulling up, there's a guy starts racing me, a kid in a, in a Jeep. He's not, he doesn't want to let me in. And I'm not in right in my head, and I blast it, right? It's it's a bad little place because people are trying yeah. to go right to get oh, on yeah. the 405. Oh, yeah. And the yes, other people for- trying to go down to 10, go downtown, and I get in front of him, and he, he flips me off, and I jump into the left lane too quickly, and a welding truck just bashes oh. into the back of my car. I gave that guy, I was raising so much happiness in that moment. He was so happy. He went, ha, 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 laughed out the window, shit and pissed up. I mean, good for him. He was so happy, and I was devastated. I was absolutely oh. devastated. And, you know, was months later, that car was better than new. There you go. All right. <laughs> I sold it. I told them what had happened. It just, it was better than new. I managed to punch out. It was a massive dent, and I don't even like thinking about it. Every once in a while, the picture, worse than uh, that, that birthing than the picture, birth. <laughs> is that More car goes across my screen, and I Ooh. feel pain. But Do you want it back? Oh, that car I'd buy back in a second. Why'd you sell it? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I just, you know, yeah, buying I know, fell all I the know, time. Who I knows? Know. Um, but I said to the insurance people and I said to the guy who was doing the work you've got to preserve all panels preserve I don't care how long it takes you with a little hammer preserve the panel and they took everything I think we had a lens that's the only thing we had to source was an OEM uh, light lens brake lens in the back the rest of it was all the original stuff how long did it take as long as it took but you remember there's no rush approximately how long I don't I don't even remember I do re- I do remember we did a little work on sealing. I mean, again, my experience with this stuff is, yes, there's a big painful day, but I get a better car back at a certain point. Yeah. Because I said, you know, the transmission's got some issues. Right. Why don't we re- reseal that? Why don't you pull apart the engine a little bit and reseal that? Let's do it all at once. Right. While you're in there. And then you get this thing back that's incredible. But, wow. you know, that was what, a 13 color, year. What, I had that car for 13 years. What color was it? Conda green oh yeah conda conda jerry has the exact same car he he's not an idiot he didn't sell his <laughs> and we would drive them together he has more hangar space than you. we would drive them together and way more money and yeah we would drive them together and i would look across at him and his car and i'd go oh i really want that car <laughs> and you're in the car his had three thousand more miles oh and just to wrap up the show both of them had passed under the nose of bert olander from Circle Porsche. Wow. That fellow yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, in the yeah, beginning, yeah. he knew both cars. They were both Vashok uh, Polak cars. Wow. And wow. I had plate frames for it too. Mm. And I had the original blue plates on it. And I was so young in my collecting days and I saw these old blue plates and I thought, I don't want those. I oh, want no. fresh new plates. And I re-registered it. <sighs> but I still have those. Oh, but because I had, but yeah. that decision was a huge mistake. Sure. I yeah. see those in the hangar and I go, what? And again, you see the pain? Yeah. Well, you Are learn. Are getting a little idea of you, what it's like to be me? The, gr- gotta, the regret? Oh, how horrible. I can't let the past go. <laughs> I punish myself with my car mistakes all the time. Well. It is horrible. You're doing Johnny. okay. You're doing okay. <laughs> I know. I am. Just with the guy. I'm just trying to relate to the audience because we all do this dumb shit with our cars. With the guy laughing. I was on Decker. I was in a Jag uh, F-Type. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these, they were at, I don't remember the state. I just remember the car full of girls and they're going 19 miles an hour. 
and you know how windy Decker is, you yep. know. So I'm just like not getting around him, and I'm just on their bumper, like just please pull over. And they're just like, woo, like taking selfies, doing their thing, mm-hmm. but the 19 miles an hour. So finally, I, I get around them, you know, W L the whole way, but I, probably a Mulholland. I just like you know just ran the stop sign, got around them. A few miles later, I get pulled over. They pass. They are so joyous at being uh, this ticket. They're just like, fuck yes. you. The whole car full of girls like, woo! Like, good, good for you, yes. officer. He's an asshole. Yes. Yes, yes. It I've was, been on both sides of that one. Yeah, it was. I was just like, ugh. I go, I stop and I go, hey, officer, you know what else he did? <laughs> yes, sir. Can you stay away from me? No, let me just tell you what this guy's been doing. I'm not interested. Right. Well, yeah. And then I've been that guy too. Oh. I've seen them stop and yeah. they, they go by and they just laugh at me. It was like, it was four girls in an out of state car just laughing there. I'm in a red Jaguar convertible, you know, just pulled over. Yeah, you deserved it. Oh, yeah. Well, they also just 19 miles an do hour. Do you do that move too? Where you're like, oh, and you rev the engine as you go by. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I'm proving my point that you're driving too slowly. I may or may not have, but that car was so loud. It was the six-cylinder, the supercharged V6, which was like so pointlessly loud. One of the loudest cars ever. I get pulled. I had it for a year. I get pulled over constantly where the cops are like, I heard you speeding. I'm like, you didn't see me though, did you? I know. No, but I heard you. I'm like, listen. You can get off that ticket. Yeah. I get off that ticket. That's an easy ticket. They never gave me the ticket, but they pull me over. And I'm like, just listen to the car. You know, they're like, <laughs> it's a V6. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's our show, gentlemen and ladies. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed listening to it wherever you are in your car, driving around on your trip in the airport more and more around the world in Suriname, in Guatemala, in Dubai. Uh, where else do they listen to us? Scandinavia, uh, uh, Japan. Did we say Sri Lanka? Sri Lanka. We do very well in Sri Lanka, Australia, of course, and England and Canada and all our friends there in New York. And- not so much Korea and Israel. But we'll What's that? Korea and Israel, not so much. No, uh, Korea, we were doing a little better. It's week to week. It depends who's on. I should I should actually do a map, a schematic, and find out like what I, when I get Zuckerman and Johnny. Let's right. see. Korea hates Seinfeld. <laughs> I would guess it's just a language barrier. Well, the Israel we watch one, Squid Games. I mean, but the Israel one. Trust me, they speak English. I don't know what that's about. I you know, there's there's 52 car podcasts that are better to Israelis than this one. Really. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, really? Maybe there are. <laughs> Maybe they have a booming business of Israeli podcasts I mean, about cars. Could, Why not? Could you imagine a Jewier car podcast than this one? You know, Yeah. Shlomo I, and Herschel on. <laughs> I totally can. I'm not Jewish. But yeah, but you have me, you have Zuckerman, you have Seinfeld, you have Farah. Matt Farah. I mean, you know, you got you have you got half you have a, a quarter of me. You have my nose. I got your and nose my family history. And, and Bill and we I mean <laughs> Like, yeah, Bill's Jewish, right? Yeah, no, every whole show, Moise. What is that? I, I don't know. I'm just saying you'd think Israel, you know. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> I've never been. I don't know what they're like over there. I've never been either, but I know a lot of Israelis. And Yeah, they they kind of scare you. They're frightening and loud, but... You don't mess with them. No, they all know how learned. to take you apart. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, I watched that. I'm filtering it all through Fauda. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is my... Yeah, that's Israel. In Israel. That's what <laughs> yes, I think. These guys ma- will go the distance to defend their country, it, and that's fine. It's guys that look like Zuckerman running around <laughs> sideways shooting other people in the head. That's all it is. <laughs> hey, you! Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Come here, you maggot. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.